0: All right, so if you uh, have your Bible, turn to Galatians chapter 6. If you want to follow along on your phone, you can do that and click on the little Church Together tab in the Bible app and there's notes and the scriptures all right there for you. But over the past couple of weeks, during the summer, we're delving into some of the letters of Paul and pulling out some of the key things that he's talking about that get to speak to us. And so a couple of weeks ago, we looked at encouragement. Last week, we looked at what a blessing is and the nature of of blessing and how that speaks to us. Today, I want to talk about something that affects all of us one way or another that is a big theme in Paul's letters. And that theme is patience. Patience. And before we start, I I want to just create a context for Paul's teaching on patience. First of all, in Galatians chapter 6, where we're going to be looking through, patience is talked about after it has been named as a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I say that because so often we say, oh, if only I could do something to become more patient. And we must try to do all we can to be more patient. But ultimately, patience being born and birthed and lived through us is a work of the Holy Spirit. Second thing that I want us to understand about patience is that the word literally means that we are to put up with people who continually irritate us. to put up with people who continually irritate us. And that's good news, not just because we're around people who irritate us, but that's really good news because we are the irritable ones, the irritators, if you want. I was waiting for some coffee this week in a coffee house, and I was in a little bit of a hurry. And I had this lady in front of me who insisted on knowing what was in everything on the menu. And I swear she was there like five or six minutes going through this little Q&A session. And, And I start to feel it, right? And you know what it feels like. And she kept talking and I kept feeling it. And all I could think of was... I'm teaching about patience on Sunday. <laughs> and this is a good subject for a preacher to talk about because here's the deal if you get bored with the message or think I'm going too long, you got a patience problem. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So let's jump in. Galatians chapter 6. Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual should restore such a person with a gentle spirit. Man, we could stop there and leave and that would be enough for some of us, right? Watching out for ourselves so that we won't be tempted Carry one another's burdens, in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let each person examine his own work, and then he can take pride in himself alone and not compare himself with someone else. For each person will have to carry their own load. The first thing I want to say about patience that I believe Paul is teaching us about patience is that patience is about us rather than about them. Our tendency, right, is to get angry at the person who's making us impatient. And we do so forgetting that patience is about us. Last weekend, Tracy and Bethany were in Colorado for a wedding. And they were flying home Sunday night. And we were communicating and their plane got delayed. And it got delayed. And it got delayed. So much so... That I thought I was going to have to be out of the home past my 9:30 bedtime, <laughs> and that stirred up this thing in me that we're talking about. So the plane got delayed and delayed and delayed, and I'm getting more impatient and more impatient and patient. This is what these people do for a living. Surely they can check the planes more frequently. <laughs> I said, if I was running the airline industry, I, I don't know quite how I'd do it, but I'm pretty sure that there's some mistakes that they're making that I could avoid because that's what patience, impatience does to us, right? It makes us, makes us prideful. I, I got my stuff together. I, I never miss a beat. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> Tracy calls me. She said, we've got some bad news, honey. Our plane's not going to be in until 2.30. At 2.30, that's crazy. 2.30. <laughs> So I said, well, it's all right. I'm, I'm organized and disciplined. I'll, I'll be there because I'm not like these people. <laughs> About 11 o'clock, I said, well, I'll just take a couple of hours nap because there's no point in me just kind of, you know, I've got to be up at 6 six. Set my alarm, four of them, <laughs> for 1.30, 1.35, 1.40, 1.45 so I can get to the airport when Tracy's plane comes in. I slept through every one of those alarms. (laughs) 2.15, Tracy lands and she calls me and she gets my voicemail. And she calls again and she gets my voicemail. And on the fifth time, I roll out of bed thinking it's an emergency, completely forgetting about Tracy. (laughs) And went to the airport and we got home about 3 o'clock. But here was me impatient about the problems of others and I was so focused on their problems that I became part of the problem because I forgot to realize that the issue of patience is not about the other person, it's about me. I'm not very uh, good naturally at being patient but I realize that I have become a master of helping other people hone their patience. So what do we do about this? Paul says there are a few things that you need to do. He starts off by saying, brothers and sisters. And I appreciate that he's put the context in a family because no one likes to be told that they're not very patient, right? If someone is overtaken by wrongdoing, you who are spiritual should restore such a person. That's a crucial thing to understand about our role in these frustrating situations. We have to be looking for restoration. So so often when uh, a situation is going to make us impatient or has made us impatient, we'll either just walk away from it or we'll get too aggressive that we make things worse. Paul says there's a better way. You have a responsibility to to restore a person and to restore relationship when you're feeling impatient. And he says, this is how how you do it. You need a gentle spirit. That that seems like a contradiction, doesn't it? Because when we're feeling impatient, when we have the need for patience, the, the last thing we have is this gentle spirit. But you think about it, it's only a gentle and a loving and a tender spirit that ultimately moves people or changes people. It's a gentle heart that resolves situations of impatience. So often we start screaming and shouting and getting annoyed and getting angry. And it doesn't do any good. Some of you may have heard the song from uh, Taylor Swift, that's just come out called, You Need to Calm Down. Some of you are amazed that I am referencing Taylor Swift and even know who she is. And I know who she is because I saw her on April's Facebook page. Yeah. And there's this great line in the, uh, in the song that says this, Shade never made anyone less gay. And what she's saying there is that when we holler and we shout and we scream, that doesn't change anything. It's a gentle heart, Paul says, that changing things. As you have this gentle spirit, watch out for yourselves so that you won't be tempted. Impatience has a habit of not making the other person solve their problem, but is a habit of making me worse, right? Right? Verse 2, carry one another's burdens. In this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Normally in situations in patience, we're getting impatient because something is not as we think it should be. And so we get angry and we get frustrated. And Paul says, no, 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 no. That's the wrong attitude. You're doing the wrong thing. When there's a situation of impatience, don't get angry at it. See how you can help it. See how you can serve. See how you can carry one another's burdens because that's how you fulfill the law of Christ. In situations of impatience, our role shouldn't be to, 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 to get angry. A situation should be how can I help? How can I serve? Not what do I have to do to get what I want, but what can I do to help you get what you need? Paul's turning the whole patience impatience situation on his head. And that's why I think he's saying patience isn't about them, it's about you. Be gentle. Don't seek to get your way, seek to serve. If anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. I don't know about you, but in situations of impatience, I'm impatient because I think I des- should get what I deserve. And I think my way is, is best. And I think that somehow I'm more important. And Paul says, no, it's, it's not like that. Don't deceive yourself this way. Examine your own work. Look at, not their life, but look at your life. Why is it that I'm getting frustrated? Why is it that I'm getting angry? Why is it that this thing is annoying me? The first thing that we need to understand about patience is that we don't fix the situations of impatience by focusing on them, we fix impatience by working on patience in ourselves, right? Am I gentle? Am I carrying each other's burdens? Am I examining my heart? Am I being honest? What's going on with me? The first thing that Paul says when it comes to matters of patience that we all wrestle with, is when you're in an impatient situation, don't focus on them, focus on yourself. Get yourself right or you're only going to make things worse. Second thing that he teaches us about patience, verse 6 Let the one who is taught the word share all his good things with the teachers. It's talking about accountability. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whoever sows, for whatever a person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows in the spirit will reap eternal life. From the Spirit. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Second thing that I think Paul is teaching us about patience, first of all, it's not about them, it's about us. Is that secondly, we've got to understand that process, that patience, as are most of the things of God, is a process rather than a project. If God's got something that is frustrating me, I want to fix it. There's there's something in me that, that puts it in the project category, that I've got to complete this category so I can get on with my life. But patience doesn't work like that because God doesn't work like that. Because God is always a God of process. He says, if you're sowing the right things, you will reap the right things. If you're sowing the wrong things, you will reap the wrong things. He's talking about process. Process. And what he's saying is that what is making you impatient won't necessarily be solved just like that. It's going to take time because God wants to work a process of change in us and God wants to work a process of change in them. Patience is always a process. In due time, it'll work itself out, Paul says. What does it mean in in due time? Basically, it means when God's ready, not when you're ready. I can get ready very quickly to have all my problems solved, but it doesn't work like that because God's not ready. If, if, If patience is a process, what's our role? Paul says two things. Don't become tired of doing good. There are relationships that some of us have been in that have been so frustrated, it's just been exhausting, right? There are situations and policies and procedures that are so frustrating, we want to walk away. But Paul says, do not be tired of doing good. Even when you want to get angry and frustrated and you don't want to do the right thing anymore, he says, keep doing good. Do not become tired of doing good because God's going to work it out in the right time. The second responsibility we have, he says it here so clearly, we will reap it in the proper time if we do not give up. That thing that is frustrating you, that thing that is making you impatient, don't quit. Don't quit because you're not getting your way. Don't quit because you're not finishing your project. Don't quit because your agenda isn't getting fulfilled. Walk through the process submitted to God. Because when you're feeling impatient, God is wanting to do something in you as well as in the person that you're frustrated with, right? Patience is a process... Not a project. When we were in England, uh, I think all of us ate a little bit too much British chocolate. We came back with a few pounds. So I decided as I have this cycle with a couple of times a year, I decide to kind of get healthy and I'll get healthy and then I'll crash and I'll go again. I got this little app on my phone that that helps me when I'm doing my running and things like that. and uh, You know, it's a process. A little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And every time we jump to that little bit more stage, I'm like, oh, can I just be healthy? <laughs> and this app reminds me, no, to get where you want to go, it's going to be a process. The word patience actually means as well long-suffering, which means two things. Often patience is long, and often it involves suffering, right? <laughs> It's a process, not a project. Paul continues, verse 11, look at the large letters I used to write to you in my own handwriting. Those who want to make a good impression in the flesh are the ones who would compel you to be circumcised, but only to be avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even the circumcised don't keep the law themselves, and yet they want to be circumcised in order to boast about the flesh. What he's talking about here is the, uh, the, the mark of being a Christian, that it's not an outward symbol, but it's an inward symbol in your, in your heart. He says, but as for me, I will never boast about anything... Except the cross of Jesus Christ. The world has been crucified through the cross, and I to the world. For both circumcision and uncircumcision mean nothing. What matters instead is the new creation. I think what Paul is saying here to us about patience is not just that patience is about us, it's about not about them, not just as a project, but it's a process, is that if we want patience to be resolved, then we have to trust God. We, we have to not over-interfere. We, we have to get our heart right and do what we can about us, but then leave the rest to God. You know, so, so often we want to, to get involved and to fix and to tweak, right? But sometimes in these situations of impatience, Paul is saying, hey, you got to trust God with the outcome here. Because it's not something that you can solve on your own had a meeting this week with a, a gentleman from New York called A.R. Barnard, who uh, leads a big church in New York, and uh, doing lots of stuff civically to make a difference. And he told the story of a few years ago how he was meeting with uh, Mayor Ed Koch. Some of you will remember him, C-O-K-O-C-H. And uh, at that time, the mayor had decided that he was going to uh, kick all religious input out of the government in New York, didn't want anything to to, to do with it, except that he wanted someone on his staff who was a Jew and someone on his staff who was a Muslim. So Barnard goes to the mayor and said, Mayor, you know, I understand why you're doing this separation of church and state, I, I, I get it, appreciate it, but why are you keeping these two folks here? And he said, for them, their faith is a lifestyle. But I live, I see so many Christians who just do things out of a religious duty. And what we need is people who are living their faith as a lifestyle. I I don't agree with all of his, his premises, but I think that's a sad indictment on the church that so often we view our faith as an act, as something that we must do rather than a lifestyle that trusts God. That's what Paul is saying here. Y- you, you manage your own stuff. Y- you realize that there's a process. But live your life as if God is presiding over this process. Because when we're in situations of conflict... It's a beautiful, perfect opportunity for God to sometimes do His very best work. Paul teaches us patience is about us, not about them. So be gentle. Carry each other's burdens. Examine yourself. He says patience isn't a project that you have to solve just like that. It's a process. And because it's a process that's presided over by God we should only interfere at the level that He invites us to speak into. Because, because we're the ones that, that He's changing and the, the other person is the one that he's, he's changing. Because ultimately it's all about Him and His glory and what He wants to do. Paul wraps up by, by saying this, verse 16. May peace come to those who follow this standard and mercy even... To the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause you trouble, cause me trouble, because I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And as he wraps up, he tells us perhaps the most important thing that we need if we're going to live lives of patience. It's important that we realize it's about us and we do let God work in us. It's important that we realize that there's a process. It's important that we are hands off so we can let God be hands on. But in wrapping up, he's probably saying the most important thing about patience. And he's saying you will never be able to be patient with another unless you have the peace of Christ Within you. She says, may peace come to all those who follow the standard. You know why I become impatient so often? It's because I lose and forget about the peace of Christ. You know why I get mad and frustrated more, more than I should? It's because I forget. I step aside from the peace of Christ. If we don't have peace inside of us, all our relationships at some level are going to be in conflict. All our situations and circumstances are just a wrong word away from being destructive. If we want to be patient people, Paul is saying, we have to experience the peace of Christ. Because it's the peace of Christ that humbles us. It's the peace of Christ that satisfies our need to be right. It's the peace of Christ that tells us we don't need to get our way. It's the peace of Christ... Hey, buddy. Little buddy over there. (laughs) I think we just embarrassed him. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. If we want to live lives patiently before God, patiently before others, we need His peace inside of us. That's why having patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Because it starts with us receiving the peace of Christ. And with that peace of Christ comes the Holy Spirit that births patience. Does that make sense? And so we must try... (laughs) I'm a little bit distracted... (laughs) Cute kids. <laughs> we, we, we must try and get ourselves in order, right? Be gentle. Examine yourself. Carry each other's burdens. We, we, we must see the long view that it's a process. We, we, we must not be be hands-on, but hands-off, trusting God. But being patient people starts by receiving the peace of Jesus inside of us. And that that Holy Spirit moves and dwells within us, it expresses itself as patience. If you want to be patient, this is where it starts. Trust Jesus more. Find your identity more in Him. Because He is the one And the peace that he offers is what we need to be patient.